0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells. Uh, Justin, happy Monday to you. Uh, We've got some stuff to go over today. We're going to be talking about the defensive line, uh, first and foremost, uh, not only the interior, but also uh, the edge guys, talking a little bit about that. Uh, Justin, before I get to that, though, any breaking news or anything you think we need to know about from a recruiting perspective uh, right now with the Longhorns, particularly Jaden Allen's decommitment? Uh, not really,
1: Bobby. Um, I, you know, like we wrote last week, uh, the the writing was kind of on the wall with Jaden Allen. It felt like more of a mutual parting of the ways to be totally honest with you. He had taken an unofficial visit to Alabama last month. He's scheduling a a spring trip to USC. Jaden committed over two years ago, Bobby. And there's just not a lot of instances when a kid commits two years in advance and he winds up signing with that program. It just doesn't usually work out that way. I don't know if there's anything to do with B.J. Allen, you know, with his situation at Texas, with with him trying to get up on that depth chart, trying to climb the roster. Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. But just from a just from a a summarization standpoint, uh, Jaden Allen had been looking around for a little bit. We made sure to update the board about it. And then when he went ahead and made the news yesterday on Saturday, we were ready. And now. And Texas needs a, a, a new corner. They need a new corner in the class of 2024. It's kind of a clean slate. You still got Horn Modden. You still got Trey Owens. So this class is really just beginning. But with Allen moving on, uh, that's another spot.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, before we get going on the defensive line front, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, this is a special edition of the Roundup as we're getting prepared and prepped for uh, spring practice, which starts a week from today, Justin. Uh, the uh, Roundup is brought to you by... Accomplish Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team over at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a longtime Austin real estate expert and a friend uh, of the program uh, here. And we really appreciate her ongoing support. Uh, give Laura a call at Laura or, or text at laura at andyallenteam.com. Justin, we look at the defensive line uh, and it looks pretty strong all in all. Uh, as as far as outgoing, we've always started these things with who is leaving and who is coming in outgoing right now. Keandre Coburn expected to be a draft choice. Uh, Mora Ojomo expected to be a draft choice. and then Ovia Gufu grad transferred to LSU where he, he may or may not ever see any time. Uh, but Texas loses three and brings in, a very highly rated and considered a big defensive tackle type uh, that they got over Georgia, Alabama, uh, Texas A&M, and that's Sadir Mitchell out of Oradell Bergen Catholic, six foot five, 350 pounds. uh, And he is already on campus. So that's the net net. Texas loses three. And I guess you could add Colton Vosick to that group of the incomers as well, since he's more of an edge guy as well. Uh, So really it's, Gain two, lose three at this point. Um, what do you think of the guys coming in? What do you think the guys leaving and what they got to replace?
1: From the guys, let, let's start Let's start with the guys going out. Ovi headed to Baton Rouge for his last year, uh, kind of reuniting with Brian Kelly when he was up at Notre Dame. Uh, and, and I think that's the best for both because I felt like Ovi was, was a, was a decent player in the program, but I don't, I don't think they maximize that position whatsoever with him. And so Losing him, I just don't see that as a a loss, to be totally honest with you. Losing Morrow, losing Keandre Coburn, those are dudes in, in in the trenches, and you always you're always going to miss those big uh, hog mollies down in the defensive interior. You need them to win in every level. Um, I think those are going to be kind of ones that sting a little bit, but it's it's really good because they've got guys right behind them. Uh, that if there's anything, there's some depth there, and and that leads me into the incoming guys. Obviously, Colton Vosik at edge, we'll, we'll touch on him for a bit, but really, Sadir Mitchell. I mean. <laughs> We, we we sort of questioned the staff on why they only took one defensive tackle in the class of 2023. They could make the case he's as big as two people, <laughs> and the truth is, listen, Sadir is one ginormous joker, and at the same time, he's also strong and has the disposition. And the fact that he's on campus early, Bobby, is is huge. That these these these, these high school seniors are learning how valuable it is to get in on campus as soon as possible and get assimilated to the college life. Sadir Mitchell is doing it right. He's already on campus. He's already making an impression. And that's a guy that you want to see, you know, the returning guys, Tavondre Sweat, Baron Sorrell, Byron Murphy. You want to see those dudes light it up. So Mitchell comes in right behind them when those guys take off for greener pastures in the NFL down the road. And so I I like what you said. It's kind of a net-net there. You You lose three, you add two. Sadir could be counted as two. He's just a big guy. And anytime you, you go head to head with Georgia for a defensive lineman and you win, that 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 that, that adds a little sugar to the uh to the, the ending.
0: Yeah, it's not even so much that I think Mitchell and Vosik are an even trade for a Jomo and uh Keandre because of the experience category. It's just it, it it's also you got to realize some guys are getting older, right? right. And I want to go over that because if we if we talk about this. Uh, Now what's going to happen is this. Your starting defensive line probably looks like this. Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy at defensive tackle, right? And then at edge, is it Baron Sorrell and Justin Spinkley? Does Jure Bledsoe get in there? I think the edge is a little bit more questionable. We think that Sorrell is probably going to be one of them. The other one is open. The defensive tackles look set. And not only do the defensive tackles look set, you have pretty decent depth with Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton, both of whom saw time last year. Aaron Bryant's a young guy. Zach Swanson and then adding Sadir Mitchell into that group. I feel like the defensive tackles might be one of the strengths of the team if they can get just one more guy to really show up, whether that's that's Mitchell, Aaron Bryant, or
1: Zach Swanson. What, What are your thoughts there? You know that when it comes to the D-line, you know, you lose you lose Morrow and you lose Coburn and you don't just lose production, you lose dudes in the locker room. Experience, you know, lead, all Experience of them. leaders, guys that, that, that lead by example. And so, but it's not as bad when you've got a Byron Murphy still and you've got a Tavondre Sweat and, and an Alfred Collins and a Vernon Broughton. I, I'm saying that that other that edge spot's gonna be that's gonna be a big question and a big thing we're looking at this spring. Because last year, I felt like there was flashes from that spot, from Ovi Agofu, from Barrett Sorrell. Even Justice Finkley came in and and, and flashed at times, and and Ethan Burke played a little bit as well. That's going to be, I think, the battle on the defensive side that everybody's going to watch. Because ultimately, Texas is one of the best teams in the country last year, which is crazy. But if you look at the PFT stats, they're one of the best teams in the nation at getting to the quarterback. The problem? They never got him down. They were one of the worst in the country at actually sacking him. So I felt like they're at least getting closer, (laughs) closer to the backfield. But to me, Baron Sorrell played so well last year in, 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 in so many instances, and he's still young. He's the guy that I think the job could be his if he stands up in that locker room, he stands up in that weight room, he stands up in spring ball, and he takes it because Justice Finkley, is nipping on the heels. Ethan Burke is trying to get on. We, we didn't even mention Jamon Tapp. That's one of the guys with the best athleticism in the program on that side of the ball. So the, the edge position, you know, Sorrell, had, he, I believe he led, he's the returning leader in tackles from, from that position with 44 tackles last year, five and a half sacks. That's not bad for a sophomore. Now, Barron, and Barron has been known to be one of those guys that's one of your hardest workers in the program. So if he, it's just, it, it makes sense that he would take that next step. Similar to Jalen Ford last year. Everything that he was doing was leading up to kind of breaking out. We just needed to see it happen. I think Sorrell could do something different. But listen, Justice Finkley is not here to sit around. This is a guy that works just as hard. He is, he learns the system. And so finding that guy, it's going to be, Bobby, it's going to be the guy that gets to the quarterback. That, that It's the disruptor of all spread offenses right now who can get to the quarterback the quickest and to me it's going to take an entire spring to figure out who's the best guy there and even then when we get to August you're still probably looking at a a a dual situation because both of them are young and both of them need to take that next step where they can be relied on as a starter yeah I
0: I look at it and you know I feel like the the strength is is, are the two starters that defensive line sweat on the interior. Sweat and Murphy are both plus players, in my opinion, uh, in the conference. Uh, that Both, both have like, yeah, both likely have NFL careers. Alfred Collins, I thought he came on a little bit at the end of last year. Perhaps that is starting to, that, uh, that uh, light bulb is starting to turn on. Vernon Broughton had some issues against the run all year long. Uh, so that's why I feel it's important that Mitchell. Seeking the truth never gets old. because they need another run stopper in there. I think it I think it's pretty obvious that Mitchell is the most uh, talented of the group as a run stopper. Maybe he's the guy that takes the Keandre Coburn role. Um right, nah, maybe not as a starter but as that that second line. Uh, he's guy also probably that. the
1: strongest defensive player in the program. And so that's always going to help.
0: Yeah. So dear Mitchell in your opinion? No. That- Byron Murphy Fire Murphy. Okay, Murphy is, is, I'm talking about Sadir Mitchell being that guy for next year, after Murphy and Sweat get going.
1: I, I, he has the size. He has the disposition. He actually has some technique to him too. Um, you just don't see a true freshman defensive lineman making a lot of impact. And that's that's not to say he won't. That's just to kind of keep expectations tempered a little bit. But that's why I love that he's on campus right now, Bobby. Because now this team can figure out – these coaches don't have to wait six months to figure out if he can contribute this year. They're going to know by May, if not sooner. And to me, that gives them a better idea of where they can – because I think we could still see guys moved around a little bit. You can see a guy move from Buck to Jack. You can see Alfred Collins get moved a little bit too, especially if if he does kind of find that peak and starts getting to the quarterback and stopping the run. That's going to be the key, obviously. It's Sadir being there early just gives the staff peace of mind to know where they're at when they head into June, into the summer offseason.
0: Yeah, I, was, I started to, let's go outside now, talk about that outside group. Um, at Buck, uh, returning starter is Baron Sorrell, a uh, young man from uh, New Orleans area, uh, has started all of last year, uh, got some playing time as a true freshman, has continued to improve. He's been one of those guys that's just been a pleasant surprise and been very steady for the Longhorns but not necessarily a big playmaker yet at the position. Opposite of that position is the Jack uh, position. Um, right now, we think Justice Finkley is going to flip-flop and play that position, yeah. but from what we've heard, and you and I have both heard this, they are tinkering with a variety of lineups uh, at this point using uh, and trying to replace Ovio Gufu. Uh, that includes, in particular, guys like Jure Bledsoe, who we've heard has looked better this spring uh, going into spring practice. Ethan Burke also, uh, Jamon Tapp, uh, probably a couple that we have heard that aren't doing as well as Chris Ross, uh, down to 245-something pounds, as Jerry uh, Hamilton reported last week. Um, You know, I I feel like what we're going to see, and we talked about this in the offensive line uh, video I did with Jerry Hamilton, what we're going to see on defense I feel like you're going to see some rotations to try to get a feel for who the best combo is right. at Buck and Jack, as opposed to, okay, you're this position and you're this position and let's, let's figure it out. I think you're going to see some mix and match uh, if, if at all possible. Uh, I would say be wary of uh, right now, at least Jure Bledsoe. I'm hearing that he's, he could be poised for
1: for a little bit of a breakout spring if things go well. And Bobby, don't forget At the end of spring, you're going to see another influx of kids hitting the portal. If you don't think Texas is still looking inside that that database for a potential returning starter at defensive tackle, for a potential edge rusher, you know, coming off like a graduate transfer of that sort, that's always a possibility. But I'm with you. I think they're doing a lot of mix and matching because they're trying to find the right combo. I know they're excited. Losing to Ovi. It, it didn't hurt too much but you got to make damn sure you at least fill in his production and I think Sorrell and Finkley and those guys can can, can feel that role you just you want to see it on a consistent basis. we've seen it flashed but for this defense like last year from the beginning of the season to the end of the year they progressively got better to that last month that they were real good the last two months really um I think they want to make sure they don't have to wait the whole season this this fall to find that best combination. They want Absolutely. to get it a little bit earlier rather than later.
0: Of the guys uh, at defensive tackle and of the guys at edge, who are the ones you're most interested to see their development this spring and watch them as spring practice arrives?
1: For edge, that's easy. I And, and I'm admittedly a Baron Sorrell guy. Justice Finkley has an it factor to him. He's intelli- He's highly intelligent, hard worker, incredibly strong, you know that, that was a kid that, that those guys that Texas took out of, out of the state of Alabama and and that was you know the, what we saw kind of the beginning of, of this staff reaching out to that region more and more on the defensive line. To me it, it's I, that's who I want to kind of see pop up. That's where I want to see the development at least right now. I, I want to see where Justice Finkley is because I think Finkley has the mindset of a starter and I think he's going into this, this spring with that mindset all right there's some guys that aren't here anymore it's my turn and so you're gonna have to deny that guy and then you've got Sorrell who who, like I said took a big step last year He had five and a half sacks for this team last year and the number of pressures he took a big step but it was inconsistent it wasn't always there so I usually that would have been my answer Finkley's that one and I want to see Jamon tap. He is one of the best athletes on the defensive side of the ball in the program. He's he he's one of those guys I think we're going to see a lot of tinkering with in the spring. And honestly, I think he needs to find a role, Bobby, because that's a guy that can get lost in the mix and get recruited over in the next class. I think this is the the, the spring that Tap makes that jump, to, shows them that he can be in the rotation, that he can be ready for some you know some regular minutes. So I know you needed one. I gave you kind of three. What about you? Uh, mine.
0: You know, I'm interested to see – I thought Ethan Burke did some nice things at times last year. I just don't know what position he's going to play, if he's going to get big enough, you know, And uh, because I could see him playing that Ovi Agufu role really easily uh, and be a stand-up guy because they even played him off the ball a little bit last year in pass rush situations. Because he's got some natural
1: pass
0: I'm interested there, on the interior –
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Um, I, I really want to see, I mean, I, I agree with you that it's difficult for uh, young players, especially true freshmen to have, to make a dent. But I, I'm telling you, Swanson, Zach Swanson, Aaron Bryant, or Sadir Mitchell, one of those three need to make a run at getting some serious playing time this year. I don't I don't know which one it's going to be. Uh, I would lean towards Mitchell because of his size and because I think they need a run stopper as much as they need anything else in there. Uh, but uh, we'll see. All right, I, I have a couple more questions for you, Justin. But first, we need to say thank you uh, to our uh, uh, promoter or excuse me, our uh, advertiser. And that is Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty there in Austin. Uh, if you are in... Uh, the market for a new home, or moving in and out of Austin, Texas, uh, there's only one person you want to call, and that's Laura Baker over at the Andy Allen Team. Contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com, 512-784-0505. Uh, laura can take care of all of your uh, all of your real estate needs in and around Austin. We appreciate her very much. Uh, Justin, you know, I'm I'm looking at this uh grade at, i would have given the texas defensive line a grade of an a to an a minus last year um probably leaned on the a minus because they actually didn't get to the quarterback enough yeah. but i thought they relatively cl- uh controlled the line of scrimmage uh which is a big a tall order They right? weren't pushed around. I, I felt i felt they did that uh but i didn't think they got to the quarterback quite enough Given where I, I would have given them A-minus this year, what are you looking for this team to get out of 2023 at the same spots?
1: I would have, I would agree. I, I would go with an A-minus last year, B-plus, A-minus. If Alfred Collins, when, when he came on a little bit later, that probably pushes it into the A category. Listen, Bobby, for the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, I felt like the defensive line has actually been the, the, the lone strength of the Texas Longhorns football program uh, from, 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 you know, Puna Ford, Chris Nelson, Charles Amenahu. Um, I know I'm missing guys, but that just seems to be one of their strengths. And the fact that Tavondre Sweat came back is it goes unnoticed and it shouldn't because it, it, he's incredibly valuable and he would have been drafted this April had he had stayed or had he had left for the league. It's going to come down to stopping the run. And I don't think they were pushed around last year. Not at this size, not with not at this rotation. That's what's going to be different this year, Bobby. I don't know if they have the the, the the number of guys they can rotate in and feel comfortable with like they had last year. Coburn being a five-year guy, Morrow being a four-year guy. Like those guys, you, 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 could, you knew what you were going to get when they were on the field. Now you don't have those guys to lean on. Sweat can take a lot of that. Byron Murphy can take a lot of it. But we have to see it happen. We have to see them kind of take that. And I think Sweat is, it, is really – this is going to be his contract year. I think that that's the one that's – Byron Murphy, to me, has the most upside. But Sweat has the most attention of the NFL scouts. He's just just too big and athletic. I remember him at Huntsville when he was 250 pounds. I never imagined ever he would get add 100 to that. But he did, and, he, and he's turned into a terror. He even had four pass breakups this year. He deflected four passes at the line. And as we've seen time and time again on third downs, those things those things are valuable. I, they're, they're, you need a B-plus at a minimum this year. They may not be able to get to the quarterback, Bobby, until they figure out what, the, what they're going to do with Edge. But Sweat can move people. Murphy can move people. Alfred Collins is a, another big athletic kid that may be coming into his own. If Broughton can 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 get you know, rooted down a little bit more, get that center of gravity a little bit more, and, say, be able to clog the middle, I'm, I'm looking at this line as probably another B or B plus rather coming through. Um, It's just going to be, we just, we need to see a more of a finished product after the spring. We need to see where these guys, because that's, that's what PK and and coach Cho and and Bo Davis, that's their job is to figure out the best mixture of those six, seven guys right there. And man, Byron Murphy and, and sweat, they don't get much better than those two. If you're starting, If you get something from Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton, that puts you up a grade. If Sadir Mitchell is contributing as a freshman, then I think we're back in that A range like last
0: year. Yeah, I think that's the fundamental difference, right, Um, is whether or not they can really – that's why I was so harping on the interior defensive line from a run-stopping standpoint, Um, because I think that that's what they lose with Coburn and a a Jomo. Um, The loss of Ovi, I think, is replaceable. Um, I think Baron Sorrell will be better. So, you know, they they really need to, to replace the control of the line of scrimmage. And that's why I was saying Bryant, Mitchell, Swanson, one of those guys also has to step up uh, to give them that kind of depth that they really are going to need. Or they, they do need to hit the portal, perhaps, Justin. All right, um, that's going to do it for this Monday. Uh, thank you all for listening in. Uh, Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, This has been On Texas Football. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Thank you for watching again, and hook them.